Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast here in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm Dave Anderson, your host. Today with me, I have... William Jeffries. And we also have a special guest, friend of the show. Meredith Edwards. How's it going? I'm doing all right, Dave. How are you? Not too shabby at all. Uh, why don't you tell the nice people a little bit about yourself? Sure. I work at Stride Consulting as well. I'm a software developer consultant here. And I have seen Marie Kondo's show on Netflix and I want to talk about it. And you, <laughs> and you wrote an awesome blog post about oh, it too. Oh, I did. Uh, thank you so much. Yes. She inspired me as a consultant, as a software engineer to write about what I learned from watching her teach people how to tidy their homes. Yeah, she's a real agent for change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Like what a what a splash the show made, it made when it came out. Splash. There were so many memes. I loved the memes so much. <laughs> and she's like, she's such a um, as a human. She's very memorable as well. She's very she's small. She's like tiny human. Yeah, true. She's adorable. I love the way she dresses. I she, think she has magic powers. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little like sprite fairy like. <laughs> little Mary Poppins. Perfectly cut bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Do you, I, you, I do you loved, have like a favorite meme? Oh yeah, I loved the, the, some of the memes that were coming out. Like my favorite one was they were like setting the scene, like putting Marie Kondo in all these different situations. And the, this one was like the year is 2035. Marie Kondo holds up the condemned man to the crowd. <laughs> Does this man spark joy? The crowd cheers. No, he does not. She nods silently and then throws him into the pit. It's <laughs> a great facial. Marie is not scared to pull the trigger. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, she, she will throw you in a pit. Yeah, she gets the job done. <laughs> There's another one where it's like, after a heated debate with Marie Kondo, I've decided to throw myself in the trash. <laughs> I, love, I love that one. I, yeah, I love that one. But yeah, why don't we give people like a brief overview of what the show is and maybe then we can get into how this relates to software engineering. Yeah. I would I would love to give an overview. So Marie Kondo is a professional organizational consultant. And what she does is she goes into these homes, couples, family, single person, and she helps them to tidy their home. And the way she does this is through her own process called the KonMari method. And it's about gathering all of your belongings and asking, does this thing spark joy? So you may have seen or heard of the most popular one, which is her category, clothing. And you gather all of your clothes from your dressers, from your closets, and you pile it up on the bed, starting with a piece of clothing that you love and clearly sparks joy. You say yes. You hold it close. You say yes, this sparks joy. And then from there, that's like your barometer for the next piece of clothing. Does this spark joy? If it doesn't, you thank it for its service and then you put it in a separate pile to donate or give to your younger sister or whatever. Throw into the pit. Yeah, throw into the pit. <laughs> throw into the pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like such a simple idea, but like, oh my God, like in the show, remember <laughs> the second episode where these people were borderline hoarders, like super nice family, but like, the one woman piled all of her clothes onto the bed and it just like 
went to the ceiling in this this room with like 15 foot ceiling so it's like <laughs> that's it impressive like, lord wow yeah i haven't seen the show but i i did read her book and i remember yeah. she was actually passionate about tidying up since she was a child like starting <laughs> at the age of six six she started tidying up really aggressively yeah wow she speaks a little bit bit about that on the show but she also did you hear in her book about when she said she had a kind of breakdown moment or this moment of oh i think i've been doing tidying wrong Mm, yeah yeah i think she did talk about that yeah i like that because it's the it's the moment where she realizes she has been too focused on getting rid of stuff instead of keeping what brings her joy so Mm. That helped me that helped me see her work as like, oh, examining the physical objects and regaining an appreciation for what you love. And instead of merely just discarding the refuse. <laughs> and getting like kind of a malicious joy out of yeah. it. <laughs> it's anti joy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe, like, you know, a little uh, it's fun to I like throwing stuff out. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I think that that kind of thread is what kind of resonates with people because it's just such a simple idea and it really does kind of apply to software engineering in like a pretty basic way. Like if, if you're writing code and you get too attached to it, sometimes you have to ask yourself, does this code spark joy? And if it doesn't, then maybe delete it. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those methods that's not actually used anywhere in your code and you know you should delete it, but you don't want to? Oh, I it's like. Oh, but I, I might need, need it later. It. Let me just. I'll just comment it out for now. It's such a I'll fancy method. It, it looks so cool. <laughs> I know I'm gonna want it yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For me, it, it makes me think of like, did either of you ever hear in school or anywhere else there is this f- phrase from? It's always attributed to the wrong person. I heard William Faulkner. I think that's wrong. But like murder your darlings. Oh, wow. Right? Is this like so a it's Game a, of Thrones thing? No. It's advice that you get in a creative writing class, for oh, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you wrote this method. You're really attached to it. Maybe because if I wrote the method, I would be like, oh, that is a fine piece of code. This code is going to provide value in the future. I know it. I don't want to get rid of all of the hard beautiful work i did and mm-hmm. it it's similar to writing in that you're like oh yeah this is beautiful writing it doesn't serve a purpose now but i'll keep it when instead you should murder your darlings <laughs> just throw them into the pit blood. <laughs> yeah it is like all these do have violent language right <laughs> murder <laughs> yeah yeah or, or like, I guess also if you have a spike and you do a spike and like you, you get a, you, just, you do some research and you're mm-hmm. doing some quick and dirty solution and then it works and you're like, well, I do like this code a lot. Right. Maybe I'll just keep it. Yeah. But if you, if you throw it away and write it again, then it'll, it, be, it better. Will, it'll be better from, from the ashes will be a beautiful, <laughs> uh, joyful Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like coding with ashes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I I liked a lot of the points that you had in in your uh, your blog post. Maybe mm-hmm. we can maybe we can talk about those. Oh sure, I would love to. Yeah, like I was surprised because I watched it not to be a better consultant, right? I watched it because 
I thought Marie Kondo was really interesting. I'd never read her book, was intrigued by her, but also I just like organizing and I wanted to see her help people get their lives neater. But then there's this episode, I forget what order it's in. Dave, I believe you've seen it, but she's working with a family. Oh yeah. And that's, um, well, that's every episode, but yeah. <laughs> go on. The, yeah, yeah. And like classic Marie style, she like a like a toddler, like like a small child, she's just like crouched up on the kitchen counter and there is this like sterling silver cup or some kind of, you know, like nicer goblet type thing. And she's like, oh, like, what's this? And the husband explains it was given as a gift to him. The wife says, we've asked him if he uses it. And then Marie's response, instead of being like, do you use this cup? You know, like, when is the last time you drank out of this yeah, cup? Yeah, like shaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those questions that don't feel like genuine questions. Or, or no, she respects his decision. And, like, that's the moment that I wrote about in my blog post. Because, to me, it, like, totally encapsulates her style as a consultant to say, here's my process. Mm-hmm. Here is what you need to do. Like hold an object close and ask if it sparks joy. But like she trusts people to have done that. And she respects the decision that they have made, Mm -hmm. which I think is like invaluable and kind of rare because often, even if you don't like agree with it, exactly. No, that's, that's, that's a pretty trashy cup. Like you don't, (laughs) you don't need that one. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I myself as a consultant like find it so hard not to keep arguing from my point of view and be okay with somebody disagreeing with me. And like if there's a decision they have made that I disapprove of, like say a person has decided, oh man, this is like <laughs> it's both easy and hard to think of examples. But yeah, like I was about to ask, like um, what are what are some examples that yeah, we might have? Well, like, okay. I am thinking of PR review Mm -hmm. and you look at somebody's code and I would suggest like, oh, let's rename this method to make it more clear, like meaningful and descriptive. Yeah. Right. And then the person decides either it's already meaningful and descriptive enough or like they want to keep the name for X, Y, Z reason. Like, that to me, if I were my best self, would not be a battle I would continue to fight because I've like, I think I've made the important point that, oh yeah, we want to write descriptive and meaningful code. Mm -hmm. And if that person doesn't see it as a problem, if they see their method name as more valuable than what I'm suggesting. Yeah. So when they're pairing with somebody and they look at that code and they're like, what the heck is going on here? that would be a moment where potentially they're thinking of, oh, Meredith did say like it wasn't descriptive and meaningful or I could be wrong and it never presents itself as a problem. This is, it's hard to find a direct analog, but that is something like a conclusion I've been making more recently to be okay with that. I think also like just with PR reviews in general, like, 
it's it's like embracing the green check versus the red x yes where like if i review your code and i have a bunch of suggestions or comments like i'm gonna give you a green check still like instead of the red x like i'm not gonna like put you into a stranglehold and like force you to accept the changes Mm -hmm. like sometimes there there are things that are like oh this is incorrect Mm -hmm. or like this is going to cause major problems potentially this introduces an actual bug that i've identified i'm putting the red x on it but if it's a stylistic complaint and i just think that it would be better if you did it this other way that's not sufficient to hold up a pr yeah Yeah. i I can respect where you're coming from or even like in the in the larger macro of like stepping away from the name and like going to like the algorithm or the the method of approaching a problem yeah like, like the design pattern you pick des- yeah design pattern it's like okay if i don't agree with what you've decided and i think there might be problems and i've made my case i think i've stated it i'll be like okay yeah mm-hmm. i think it gets to code ownership it's like who yep. owns the code yep. it's yeah. the person who wrote the code yep they're the ones who are the primary maintainer i and agree it's, and it's important right now for us to do that so we'll we'll go with that route but you know, in the future, we might change and maybe we'll throw that cup away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Once you walk out of the room, that cup is gone. <laughs> oh, I'm not yeah. going to throw away his cup. Maybe, maybe that person will throw away their cup later. <laughs> They'll realize. But I, that would be mean. Dave's there, like, just waiting for you to merge your PR so he can rewrite it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no. yeah. It's totally yeah. green checked. I'm in your house. <laughs> <laughs> right behind you (laughs) the pull request is coming from inside the house (laughs) (laughs) i was really struck also in that episode which to my (laughs) recollection was episode three because like you told me about this scene Uh and i was so struck by i had to watch it i had Uh to watch up to it and i was really struck in that that same episode by like the way that she kind of presented empathy to towards towards people you know help them kind of like come to their own conclusions about things there was there was this one moment in that same episode where she was talking to the wife of the family Mm -hmm. and the wife was like always saving people from themselves like Mm -hmm. with respect to like their organization like they're like oh they can't find anything in the house so they can't do the laundry and so her family was just useless like they couldn't do anything for themselves I think like Marie Marie Kondo like had a conversation with her. It was like, do you need to do all this stuff? Like, are you actually helping them, mm-hmm. or are you like hurting them? And then it was like, oh snap! Yeah, consulting. Marie <laughs> has this incredible way of asking questions without making you feel threatened. Whereas a lot of times, why questions can be so threatening, but it may have to do, I think it has to do with a lot of things. Like, I think it has to do with her tone. Tone Mm -hmm. is like so important. I think, I mean, unfortunately, it has to, I think, do with her being a woman and Mm -hmm. her stature because like that would be less, I would be less intimidating getting that from this like, sweet little woman right <laughs> then this like in a hushed japanese accent <laughs> <laughs> but honestly if the big burly man were speaking in a reasonable tone it would still be far less intimidating she just like marie <laughs> it's like are you gonna produce <laughs> this cup <laughs> yeah 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 but marie really 
I, I don't know how she does it, but she does not speak with judgment. Yeah, mm. I think that's an important thing when you're trying to convince someone to change a process or to make a change to the way that they do things. You know, you have to be respectful. You have to, and part of that is the tone with which you address them. And then part of that is how you actually behave if yes. they say no. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's I, part of being respectful. And understanding that yes. they're doing it for a reason that is a good reason to them. Like there's there's the idea that like everyone's a good guy from their own perspective. Like no one's trying to break yeah. a system, but like, you know, in, in that example, the, there there's like that classic uh, Jerry Weinberg quote about like, if you keep healing a self-healing system, then you build a system that can't heal itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's a, kind of amazing that there was like that overlap between what you're saying about like being a good consultant and Marie Kondo. But yeah, no, I would reiterate that point, William, so much about it matters how you react when that person says no or when that person doesn't want to take your advice because that is the true test of like, are you giving that person a choice or like, how do you see that relationship and those power dynamics? Like who has ownership of the code or the decision? Yeah, actually, I can think of a time when I was embedded on a team and this came into play. Mm-hmm. I was training the team on how to do test-driven development and behavior-driven development. And I had come up with a, a logging method that I thought was really helpful because it it could be used to instrument the code and show where your test suite was slowest. And I mean, there are other ways of getting to the same thing, but I thought it was useful and the team was, you know, I wasn't going to stick around forever. And the team that was going to maintain it ended up deciding to throw it away. It did not spark joy for them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember making a case for why I thought it was valuable. And then the group came to the decision that they wanted to get rid of it. And I backed off and was like, okay, I mean, this is your, this is your code. You're going to be maintaining this. I'm going to be leaving soon. You do you. And I think that, you know, not picking that battle made it easier for them to pick up the mantle and carry forward without me as a, as an expert, you know, to keep the testing train rolling. It wasn't like a burden that they had to carry forward, like with this, this other guy's code that they didn't make their own. So like they kind of like made their own impact on it and right they had it they made a change to it and that made it theirs Mm -hmm. yeah actually no that reminds me of a recent experience i had i think that i get really defensive when i hear negative feedback and i've trained myself to not immediately respond with foul language (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or accusations. <laughs> As Marie Kondo would do. Right, 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 right. But like... <laughs> Marie Kondo would be like, go after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but this example is about uh, when I had asked for feedback about a lesson plan. And this is a lesson plan on pair programming. And part of the lesson plan was a song that I had written. A very small song. <laughs> just <laughs> short. An overture. <laughs> Four verses, right? Oh, that's that's a song. Yeah, yeah. And I got the feedback that was reasonable and made sense. 
that this did not fulfill one of the learning objectives. And although it was fun, it really was not within the scope of the lesson. And like, it's so hard for me to give up that ownership of the plan and say, oh yeah, I'm fine with deleting the song, right? But I think because of Marie Kondo, because of other conversations, but especially this thing of allowing people ownership of a lesson plan or a thing because it it wasn't totally mine it was a lot easier for me to be like yeah let's take it out he said also you know you can take it out of the lesson plan and like put it on a shelf exactly or like like, make it printed on a t-shirt or something like i i kind of want to hear this song now. oh i don't i don't know if you want to hear it (laughs) (laughs) i'll sing it to you but you know fair warning (laughs) <laughs> okay maybe maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do that one a little bit that's the next podcast episode yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah show tunes with meredith <laughs> yeah that's awesome I, I i i like that idea of like kind of taking a step back in order to have uh, a more lasting impact and kind of you know having empathy for other people's perspectives and letting them own that decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and recognizing that in yourself too. Like, I think, I think you guys both had like examples from each side of that experience of giving feedback or receiving feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was awesome chatting with you, Meredith. Oh, it was a delight as usual. This episode sparked joy for me. <laughs> I enjoyed my time in the hole. Ah, <laughs> uh, the rabbit hole. The, ra- the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, but not the pit. Not the, the pit where we were people who displease Marie Kondo. <laughs> this is the the nice hole that sparks joy. So, so how can people get in touch with you, Meredith? Oh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Meredith underscore Mark. That is M E R E D I T H underscore M A R G. Marg. <laughs> all right you got awesome. it awesome oh yeah i have a twitter too um div anderson without the vowels Just div anderson div anderson yeah you don't need to <laughs> yeah and i'm on twitter at william codes but really the thing you should be tweeting at here is at radio free rabbit oh that's true oh yeah, yeah. but radio free rabbit we're gonna tweet at you marg <laughs> i can't wait Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and our amazing host, Michael Nunez, who's out being a dad, and me, your host, Dave Anderson, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. (laughs) 